Hi everyone, this is Hillary. Hey, it's Jenny. And we are here today to celebrate The Edge's 59th birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Edge! Edge! Happy birthday, buddy! It is um, Saturday, August 8th, 2020. And hope he has a good birthday. Hope he gets I hope to he has a birthday, too. Pretty sure he's down in the south of France getting sunburnt and enjoying <laughs> a good time. Probably. <laughs> Did you know he was born in Barking, Essex, England? I knew something like that. But I could not name the town. Yeah, I didn't know the town either. I couldn't have guessed that. I just literally looked it up. They moved when he was about two years old to Dublin. But he was... I thought he was born in Wales. He was born in He's, England? Oh, this but, this just got complicated. Okay, so, yeah, it did. So his parents are both from South Wales, but he was born in Essex. I assume he has three passports. He said that when he was a child, he went back and forth between his many accents. <laughs> his Welsh and his Irish and his, and his English. Yeah. Well, I guess I didn't know that. I thought, I just assumed that he was Welsh. Born. I did too. I actually really thought that. I never investigated further. So we did learn a fun fact. Yeah, we did. That was a very fun fact. Yeah, on the spot. Very he awesome. is the guitar player in our favorite band. Oh. That's how you may know him. Of the U2s. He is a U2. So, if any AU2s are listening, (laughs) (laughs) tell the Edge happy birthday. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. If you know the Edge, tell them that we said happy birthday. Yeah. If you are the Edge, happy birthday. So we thought we would just take a few moments and tell some Edge encounters that we have had over the years. It's been many years. Many years. My first U2 that I met was the Edge. (laughs) I was in San Diego in 1997, and he just came outside of the arena, and I don't know that I was expecting anyone to come out. All of a sudden, he just comes out of the stadium and starts just signing autographs and taking pictures, and I was in shock. Right. I'd never met any of them, and I kind of didn't think 100% that I would, and then it just comes out of nowhere. And I had him sign something, my ticket, maybe, I don't know. Like, I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome. And then I'm like, I turn my back. And a couple minutes later, he comes up, taps me on the shoulder. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> and he was like, I think I took your Sharpie. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. It wasn't my Sharpie. No, it wasn't your Sharpie. <laughs> It did not belong to me. It was not my Sharpie. It's nice of him to know it wasn't his. Yeah, it was nice. Whoever it belonged to, it was really nice of him to try to return that. Yes. Um, I don't know why he thought it was mine, but it was awesome. It was like, at that point, probably the highlight of my entire life. He had just talked to me. He just talked to me. He thought he recognized me or something from three minutes ago. And, uh... (laughs) Tap me on the shoulder. Right here. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't you get that feeling sometimes, like, I don't know, at the rail and they look at you and they're like, God, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's from right here. Right here. <laughs> like, man, I I know you from somewhere. <laughs> um, anyway, that was my first The Edge experience. And my second was later in the same year in Los Angeles. 
They did a radio show at K-Rock and a few of uh, my friends and I met up there and uh, waited for them after the radio show, which is a great story for another time. Anyway, he walked down the the line of all the people that were waiting. So I didn't have a camera to take pictures with or anything for him to sign. So I just said hi and shook his hand and I have no idea what the conversation was, but he stood there for a good minute or so. But he had the softest hands ever. I can't even imagine. I've never felt a man have hands that soft, especially a guitar player. So he must have like manicures and all the time. But guitars, they need those calluses, otherwise they'd be bleeding all the time. His hands were like baby. That's crazy. I don't know. I will always remember that because it was really surprising. Just in general that it was a man that had hands that soft. I mean, clearly he takes good care of himself. And then my third memory, I actually just have a few other ones. These are only ones that are worth telling. But we were in uh, Chicago and I think you were there. And he came out and a friend of ours said... Like, I wasn't even standing right there. And a friend of ours said, oh, my gosh, Hillary's never gotten a picture with you. <laughs> and, like, pulled him over. And I'm like, oh, dude, this is awkward. <laughs> but, okay, I'll take the picture. And so we went to put our arm around each other for the picture. But it was like we both went in at the same exact place. <laughs> Yeah. We kept moving our arms, and it was like, <laughs> I think he said something like, we're dancing. <laughs> That's like, really cute. We are dancing. It was so cute. And the picture has us both looking like he just said that. Right. Like, it's just a happy, smiley picture. But, I mean, it was like a legit laugh. Like, we both were just like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you know? Like, Aw, that's cute. It was so cute. Anyway, those are my edge stories. I have a few edge stories. And I think the first time I met him was in Chicago. It was on Pop Mart in 1997. And I don't actually remember the encounter, which makes me kind of sad. But we have a picture together, which is great. And it was really, really dark. So I don't know if it was really late at the arena after the show or what. But it's a cute picture. And then I met him again. I think, I mean, I ran into him a few times, but nothing else specific. But much later in the tour, it was my last show actually on that tour in Atlanta. And we talked about this encounter a little bit with Bono during his birthday month. But the edge came up to us. We were waiting outside afterwards and I had a scrapbook of newspaper clippings and photos and reviews of shows from all the different towns I've been to. And I was my, was my hope to have the whole band signed it. And Edge wrote on the inside of it, he wrote, Edge was here, which is cute because it's, Aww. I don't know, it feels yearbooky. <laughs> it's really cute. Like there were just a few of us there and he just kind of stood there talking with us, like making small talk. Like I think I said, oh, it's my last night. It was my last show, thanks. And you can say, oh, thanks for coming. Like, it was cute. And then my last encounter with him was a big one. It was in 2001 during the Elevation Tour, and I worked at the Rock Roll Hall of Fame Museum in Cleveland, and the band came in for a tour, and I was his tour guide. I was with him for, like, an hour and a half or something. And it was just him. Each band member had their own tour guide. 
and they kind of arrived separately, like 10, 15 minutes apart or something. I really specifically remember before we started the tour in the main lobby, one of our visitor service representatives came up to him and she's this really old, white haired, super, super tiny, probably like under five foot tall lady. Her spirit is quite young, like she's energetic and talkative in this, but she's like a kind of stereotypically looking little old lady. And she came right up to him and took his hand with like both hands, shaking it. It was like, hello, David, how are you today? (laughs) (laughs) And he was so polite. For all the time I'm kicking myself, not being like, how often does that happen? (laughs) I played it way too cool. But in my head, I was like, oh, no! So then we like toured the whole museum and I think he was pretty silent the whole time. Like I mean, he was like participating, you know, like we'd have, I'd show him things and this and that and he might have asked questions, but there wasn't any chit chat. It was definitely a professional job on my end. When each band member was done touring the museum, we were supposed to take them into one of our conference rooms and have them sign a few things that the museum had. And while he was signing stuff, I ran to my office real quick and grabbed that picture from 1997. And I was like, would you mind signing this? And he's like, oh, that's from a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was like four years, but we both look like completely different people. I mean, I was a child. I was in college and he had like his Popmark gear on, like it was, <laughs> but he was very interested in what was going on at the museum and you could tell he was happy to be there and yeah, this is a whole other story. The band had a great time at the museum. That's how we ended up having that huge exhibit a few years later, but that's a whole nother episode. Definitely. That was really, but it was wonderful to have that time with him in like a professional setting. I mean, I'd love to sit and pick his brain about stuff, but I I don't think we have the same interests. <laughs> no, I feel I don't like know he, what I would talk about with him. I can't imagine. Him. I'm thinking like if I gave him a tour of the Rock Hall, obviously I've never worked there and I'm not really professional about anything, <laughs> but I think I would have been like, oh, look at this guitar. Hey, remember that time? <laughs> you shook my hand in Los Angeles? <laughs> Remember that time you guys made Rattle and Hum? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just could not have sat there and not just... Let's talk about your choices on October. (laughs) Yeah, I really don't like that album, but, you know, it was the only only contingency. We knew the band was coming through, obviously. I mean, it was... Part of my job description was to give VIP tours when other people weren't available. There were some people to do it, but I did media tours and some VIP tours when folks weren't available. So I was equipped for this kind of thing, but everyone knew this is like my band and they were arriving and it was like, Jenny, can you do this? Like, can you actually do this? I guess I looked like a lava lamp. Like I was just going red, starting at my head (laughs) and just going down. And one of my friends vouched for me. They're like, oh no, this is just a pre thing. She'll be fine. (laughs) It all goes away. It was Meredith. I was like, thank you. She really had my back because I probably looked like I couldn't do it. (laughs) But I just had to go through the process. (laughs) The next show was in Pittsburgh a night or two later. And I was inside the heart by the tip. I don't know if it was at the rail or like one or two people back, but I had a sign 
that said like you can come back to the rock hall anytime or whatever i forget exactly what it said but i held it up so he could see it and he would gave me a really nice like wink and a smile yeah i just admire you being professional i would have been asking him about soup and <laughs> tomato. Fake Edge told us he likes tomato soup. Tomato basil? Mm. Tomato basil, yes. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> what kind of cake he likes. We could ask Fake Edge okay. on Twitter. We, let's do that. Fake okay. Edge. What kind of cake he um, wants for his birthday? Let's ask him that. Like, is he a sake and tart kind of guy? Or does he like wine and something fruity? Or, <laughs> I don't know. Wonder what his comment Yeah, we need to know that. We also need to find out what his best birthday present has been this year. For sure. Someone's got to be giving him presents. Oh, yeah. He's probably got a lot of presents. Well, those are some great The Edge memories. I know. Part of me feels a little guilty that we don't have such memorable conversation. Like, remembering exactly, like... With Bono, we hang on to every word, but Edge is just so quiet and polite. And just chill. The things we remember that Bono says is because Bono wants you to remember them. Yes. He's pla- He's like literally planting them in your brain. Yes. Well, Edge is just... He desires just, no brain control. No. Where Bono feeds off of that, like yeah. zombies. Yeah. I just remember every encounter with him just being very pleasant. Yeah. He's a very impressive young man. He is very young yeah. compared to some of his peers. Very well, true. Well, cheers, The Edge. What are you going to cheers with tonight, Hillary? My Your old friend, old, old camp. My old friend, old camp. <laughs> cheers. I, cheers. I have my new friend, Screwball and Bailey's. Oh, cheers, The Edge. Slancha. Happy birthday and many happy returns. Until next Love you. time. See you Bye. later, buddy. Right when you can. Would you reply to our text, please? Seriously? We're talking about how polite you are, yet you're not <laughs> returning any of our texts or emails or anything. He's very busy. He's running an he entire is. radio station. We're pretty busy, too, though. We're running an entire podcast. A whole podcast. A whole freaking podcast. Yeah. In our spare time. That's true. We are both otherwise employed. He really doesn't. That's his job, is to be a U2. <laughs> and reply to us, God damn it! <laughs> please, Edge, please. Well, Edge is just a very nice guy. He's good looking, too. He is quite a dapper gentleman. Quite handsome. Yeah. I don't know well, how he wears that hat all the time, though. It's going to be hot as hell under there. You would think. Well, I hope he has some kind of sun protection. But maybe a good bowl cap. Well, cheers to you, The Edge. Cheers. Be in touch. And we'll talk to you soon. Anymore. Bye. Bye. Hey there, friends, fans, and listeners. Jenny here. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a pretty big YouTube fan. And if you're a pretty big YouTube fan, you probably know about Bono's work in Africa through the organizations Red and One. Now, more than ever, it is imperative we give them our support as they are not only fighting the AIDS pandemic, but also the COVID-19 pandemic. And you can help. Go to red.org and one.org to find out how you can be involved.